back to our wonderful podcast, Dear Wayne State. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hello. Uh, we are super excited today. Actually, um, maybe, Frankie, you can tell us a little bit about the le- um, Learning While Leading Conference. The Learning While Leading Conference was amazing. We had 85 people come, mostly students, last Friday, the 21st. And we had 11 breakout sessions in the morning about self-care, um, being like an introvert and being a leader, being the best leader that you can be, how to create an online profile, so many different topics that were relevant to many different people. We had a great lunch together where people talked and met and sat with people that they don't normally get to talk to and meet. And then in the afternoon, everyone learned about different topics that they wanted to learn about. And I think one of my uh, one of the standout presentations that I saw was how to improve campus in small ways. And so a small group of students put together, they made by hand like a huge map of campus and then they put sticky notes on it in different ways that That's they can. Very cool. Yeah. And then one of their ideas was to create a space where faculty and students could like hang out together and have lunch and talk and meet up and, and like very informal. So it wouldn't be necessarily office hours, but where they could just meet each other in a really informal way. That sounds really cool. Did you take a picture of that? I did. So nice. I'm going to be releasing photos and um, a report to everyone so they can see like how many people came and what we did. Sweet. That yeah. sounds great. Thank you. You're I'm, welcome. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited about so next year. The feedback is coming in, and it's been very positive and encouraging. Cool. Yep. That's so great. Yep, yep. yep. Um, well, today we have another special guest. Lenita Taylor hey. from the Mike Illich School of Business. Um, we're really happy to have you here. Thanks for having me. Happy yeah. to be here. Of course. Um, okay, so Lenita, tell us of your journey to Wayne State. So you've been here for two years? Uh, coming up on two years. Okay. Yeah, just a couple weeks short. Um, so I am the Diversity and Inclusion Program Manager overseeing the PWC Prep Scholars Program. Um, my journey here actually started in higher ed, then to corporate, and back to higher ed. So when I graduated undergrad at the University of Detroit Mercy, I was offered a position in the admissions office to be an admissions counselor. Mm -hmm. And I was the counselor for Detroit, Flint, and Toledo. And so it was very much underrepresented uh, populations of people of color. um, And I was one of only a couple recruiters of color in in the school. So kind of being able to connect with those students. Um, I had a little bit of an advantage uh, because I graduated early from U of D. The students who were graduating seniors had actually been freshmen when I was oh, nice. a senior in high school. So kind of broke down that barrier. And in doing so, I got to see some of the discrepancies that we see amongst different school districts, uh, also private versus public, and just didn't sit right with me but then made a career change into corporate America. I worked at a mid-sized accounting firm as one of their recruiters and also got to do some work with uh, underrepresented populations. And we had some real in-depth conversations, some real gritty gritty, probably things that you wouldn't necessarily want to talk about in HR, but needed to be talked about. And this opportunity came about from Wayne State that PwC wanted to create this program and it basically merged both of the things that I had done in my previous roles and it was nice to have the opportunity of showing up somewhere when all that was there was a name and a goal. Um, No 
no meat and potatoes to how we were going to do it. And so that allowed me to actually build this program from the ground up and even change the name. And here we are today, um, officially three semesters in, four semesters in, uh, closing out our fourth semester. And we have 60 students with, wow. we were originally supposed to have 15 to 20. Wow, so, 60. Yeah, 60, 60 students. I remember talking to you about yeah. that. You know, like We both kind of started around the same time, yeah. full time about starting that. It's a learning community, yep. right? It is considered a learning community. Yeah. Yeah. Building it, that's amazing. Yeah, that's so. so great. 60. 60. It's been an amazing journey. Um, it's just me right now, mm-hmm. so it's a it's an overwhelming journey, yeah. <laughs> but a great journey nonetheless. Um, we've had a lot of interactions with so many different students. Um, I've got to experience that moment of students graduating or mm-hmm. accomplishing those goals that seem so far-fetched or mm-hmm. out of hand's reach. And now we're just seeing such an improvement and growth in confidence and engagement and just the horizon is no longer as close as it used to be for some students. And I think that's the greatest joy I could ever have. It's it's amazing. That's so cool. Congratulations. Thank you. And so with that learning community, how do you join it? Sure. So it's actually um, a self-ad, if you will. Okay. Um, so students have the opportunity to come to the program. Now, we do focus on students of color within the School of Business, but it's a program that's open to everyone, just like any program on Wednesday. And what you do is you can submit an application online. The application is not necessarily for an accept, deny, as much as it's for you to tell your story. Who are you? Who do you want to be known as? What do you identify as? What are your strengths, your weaknesses, or places for opportunity? And ultimately, what's your goal? And how can we help you achieve that? Okay. And then from there... Uh, the students will meet with me just so we have a clear conversation about what's going on because there are some some rules of engagement that I uphold. So we put on workshops. Um, they're paired with a mentor. They also have check-ins with me. So if any of those things are starting to falter in terms of us not seeing them or not communicating or not hearing from them, it's very much uh, a conversation I want to have beforehand of if we're not seeing you, I'm going to look for you because mm-hmm. it's a place of caring. Um, it's so easy nowadays, as I'm sure both of you know, that a student can come in and say, everything's great. We're doing well. Everything's fine. And they're under somebody's desk, just boo-hooing, afraid yeah. of what's going on in the world. And so we really just want to make sure that the check-in piece is not just to be in their business. It's really to make sure that they're genuinely okay and they're getting the support they need here at Wayne State. Um, It may not always be provided by me, but Mm -hmm. I'm happy to connect the dots where I can. Sure. That's great. That's really great. Um, I want to go back a minute because I have some questions about things you talked about before because I don't really know a whole lot about what you did before you came. And we like to talk about everyone's experience as an undergrad, and you mentioned that you graduated early from U of T. So can you talk about... What you were like as a student? <laughs> what that? Ex- yeah. <laughs> sure. If you want to go back there, <laughs> we'll right, we'll revisit too. those days. <laughs> I I tend to think about that a lot. <laughs> uh, I sometimes I call myself an advice machine. Like, don't do what I did when I'm teaching FYS mm-hmm. constantly, mm-hmm. Uh, because I feel like a lot of those learning moments like are important I don't really feel like people are going to learn 
unless they do it by mistake a mm-hmm. lot of time or learn from like missteps, they're more powerful teachers than I will ever be. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm wondering if you can talk about what that was like in graduating early. Sure. Um, so I'll kind of tell a little bit of background of like home life too. Sure. If that's okay. And where'd so, you go to high school? Um, so I started high school originally in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which okay. is where I'm from. But okay. I graduated from North Farmington High School in Farmington Hills. So okay. a suburban school. Um, I was, I think my graduating class, um, it was a big class, but in terms of representation as an African-American woman, I think I had about 20 people that looked like me in my graduating class out of a couple hundred. So, um, when I originally wanted to go to school, uh, for college, I was on my way to Spelman, um, just wanted this experience of Mm -hmm. being the majority for the first time ever. And... By way of scholarship, um, Spelman and U of D are actually $100 different at the time, um, and I got a bigger scholarship to U of D because my mother is a U of D alum. Nice. Um, and so in going, there was this new perspective of not only did my mother know people who were there, um, mm-hmm. but I also knew some people uh, from a high school teacher that had introduced me to the VP of Enrollment in Student Affairs. and. Her name is Denise Mallet, and she was phenomenal in my life. Um, she was one of these people that, when I saw her, like, all respect to my mother, she's always been a beautiful black woman in my world, but there's always a difference between when you have your mother who's, like, raised you, disciplined you, and all these things, to this person who is now new, and you're like, what? Yeah. I want to be that. Like, yeah. Um, so I have these powerful, strong black women around me in now another uh, school where the population does not mirror me. Um, mm-hmm. So UDM's uh, population in terms of students of color is on the lower end as well. And so it kind of felt a little bit like high school mm-hmm. in a way um, when I was looking for peers that looked like me. But in getting my experience, um, I was very much by the books because I had so many people that were on the back of my neck, like, you're going to graduate, you got to graduate, you got to mm-hmm. graduate. And I was like, okay, don't mess up, don't do anything, got to graduate. <laughs> and um, I started off as a pre-med major. I thought I was going to rid the world of acne. Um, I had been a, oh. a, a horrible acne person and... Hey. All of these things, and I was going to be a dermatologist, and nobody was going to suffer. And then I got my first year, and I took biology, and I was like, you know what? Acne builds character. You all <laughs> 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 Are you still it. passionate about skincare? I'm still very much passionate. Okay. Um, sidebar: I had to go with my mom to have like a, a procedure for her for a cyst, and I was still in there like, this is the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. Oh, there's still interest. There's still interest, even the dermatologist. Dermatologist was like, you know, are you sure you're in the right field? I'm like, my loans are almost paid off, so yes, I am. (laughs) I very much am, but definitely find it still interesting. Love all of those uh, sciencey things, if you will. Um, I'll sit at home and watch different shows like that. It's great, but because my mom had gone to the school. I knew that we had a very nice life based off of the degree that she had, um, which was a marketing degree from U of D. So I switched into what I knew. Um, Looking back on it, if I had known about engineering, I would have been a dope engineer. Oh my God, I would have been amazing. Um, But because I had front-loaded my coursework, I ended up taking 
roughly 15 credits my first semester and then 18 thereafter until I went to register for my last semester. And she's like, no, you have four classes left. You're done a semester early. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) That's awesome. Surprise. Complete surprise. And so brought it back full circle. I had been working in admissions um, under Denise's leadership. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a work study. I was her intern. And ultimately what happened was some things in the office switched around. And so when I graduated a couple months later, there happened to be a full-time position open. Nice. And so I got to move in there from, like, a work-study student right, in. right into full-time. Good for you. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, you know, I had never seen myself necessarily doing that, but I was also, I guess, your stereotypical recent grad of, like, I need a job. Right. <laughs> but it, it exposed me to a lot of great things that I didn't have the opportunity to see before. Um, when I was a student, I was very much in the books. I wasn't going to say I was you know, perfect. I didn't walk out of here with a 4.0 or anything like that. But, you know, decent grades, um, worked a couple of jobs, one on campus, one off campus. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll admit, I wasn't necessarily the poster child of getting involved. Um, I didn't join any organizations. Mm -hmm. I wasn't involved like with a an office like OMSI or any other type of program that was on our campus at the time and I did one internship uh which was cool but it was a social media uh manager it was right around that time that like everything was kind of booming like Twitter was coming out Mm -hmm. we didn't even have Instagram yet like and so I was planning um parties and social media coordination for Cutters Bar and Grill in the Eastern Market and so it was It was great. It was an amazing experience. But, I mean, to get me to where I am today, it's been a lot of, like, cut and paste of these little pieces of these experiences. But, yeah, I mean, being, you know, in the city, the city didn't look the same as it does now. Sure. Um, so it was very much a little bit um, kind of easier, if you will, to graduate because I literally went to school and I went home. Right. I did my little jobs and then I kept the mission. And then... That degree was completed. Nice. I jumped right into the master nice. <laughs> right after it. So nice. yeah, how was it? Cool. How was it? Yeah. And then on to corporate. On to corporate. Um. So when I was in a marketing uh, major at the school, I again I'm looking back at my mother, and she had always been a corporate powerhouse. I mm-hmm. remember her wearing these really cool suits and really cool shoes, and always had a meeting and yeah. had to talked to so many people and she was always so busy and I just thought that was so cool and I was like I'm gonna be in corporate I don't even know what that means yeah. I'm gonna be in corporate and I get to corporate and I'm like man I hate this suit this is restrictive like yeah. I don't want to be in this mess at all and it was more so that there is a definite perspective and movement and just you know, just energy within corporate. And it taught me a lot. It taught me poise. It taught me, you know, how to be just kind of straightforward about things and really concise and to the point, sometimes even to a fault. But it exposed me to the world of diversity and inclusion from the perspective of companies looking to have this work done in their their Mm -hmm. wheelhouse. And so when people talk to me about students and like student advocacy, I was picturing the whole student, you know, no one had ever told me that, hey, there are people trying to do special things for students who look like you. Mm -hmm. And 
when I thought back on it, I hadn't necessarily had that that space to go to when I was a student, but that was partially because I had these individual people who were already in my face, like, okay, this is what you have to do as a young right. black woman, and didn't necessarily piece the two together. So when I did get to corporate, I was given these responsibilities for their diversity and inclusion efforts, such as their internships, um, recruitment of diverse students, uh, being able to sit at the table and have conversations, being sent to conferences about like what's going on, especially in the accounting industry. And it gave me this new perspective um, on the one hand, it was so interesting to see the the discrepancies and the the separation between experiences of people within the same industry. But then there was this other part of me that was like almost like a just a, a throbbing like itch of like, so what are we doing? Yeah. And it's like, oh, we're we're gonna get to it, or we're doing X, Y, and Z, and it's like. Yeah. Yeah, but you've been doing that for like a minute. Like, so yeah. what? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're still doing this. And I'm like, okay, no, <laughs> like, this isn't working. And another thing with corporate is like you you have to find that space to actually be heard, but you can't just say it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when this position came, it was that moment of like, ooh, I get to say it, mm-hmm. and I get to do it, get to do it, and like, you're going to let me just do it? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, within reason, obviously, like, don't go crazy. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I get that. Like, yeah. that's that, that's that but restriction, it's but it's mine. Yeah. And I'm like, are we, are we, like, what can I not do? Like, I'm right. looking what for this rule book. Yeah. Because yeah. in, in corporate, I mean, it's a protection thing. Like, sure. no shade, but there's this whole, this whole write-up of, like, what you can't do, what you can do, sure. what we can't post. What, and I, I was like, okay, like fine, I'll stay within the rules, of course, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to keep my job. Mm-hmm. But then I got here, and it's like, yeah, we have rules, but this is a place of convergence. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. Think about it. Explore it. If it doesn't work, we try again. And I was like, yes. Yeah. Like, I just want to do all of that. <laughs> that is a really cool thing about when we say, which we talk about all the time, is just, yeah. like, everybody's open to just, like, try and see what happens, yeah. which is, like, yeah. not normal. But it is cool and it's probably the coolest thing about working here is that the people that are above us really believe in us mm-hmm. and that is not like normal no. um and there's also just detroit is such a city of like grit and like try again and like get back up and like don't stop and i think that wayne state is developing that slowly because we don't like to you know, nobody likes pie in their face, right? right. Like nobody likes to be embarrassed. But I think <clears throat> where we have been for so long, you know, people are like, hey, let's just do it. Mm-hmm. And then if we still have pie in our face, like we'll try something else. Right. Um, and so that's really cool. Yeah. It's, it's been really a cool. great, a great welcome for sure. Great change of pace. I just, I think we say this all the time, but I just, yeah, we look at what works in other places and Mm -hmm. I feel like we take, we have the creative freedom to take snippets of it, but also know, like, we want change to happen fast, Mm -hmm. but we also have to acknowledge, like, what works in Missouri and what works in New York is not necessarily going to work at Wayne State and Detroit and knowing who your people are and talking to them and building, like, small communities that lead to bigger communities has been, I think, something that 
we'll always take with us no matter where we are here like it's yeah we're pretty lucky yeah Yeah. and I think Wayne State certainly looks good on a resume you know like I think working years like and the experiences that we have had like, yeah, just staple that New York Times article. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Here's so, the back. This is where I used to work. So, right. I mean, I don't know. Wayne State is a cool place. So, And we're so happy to have you here. I think um, the in-prep scholars is very cool. Thanks. And I'm always telling students, I'm sure that some of the students that you have have been students that I'm like, do you know Lenita? I'm going to email. Yeah. Because you, like, students should be getting business in school historically has been like oh like business school like whatever but it's so hard it is it is a lot that first um what is it like ba 2000 or oh, 2300 2300 yeah. that class is so hard is. I, I did some captioning for that class and it is like and people don't realize or like going into it like students are not prepared especially like students coming right out of high school like yeah they need support like, yeah and we're always talking about like Students need support. We wish we had support mm-hmm. when we were in college. Yeah. I mean, we probably did, but we just ran away from it or something. Yeah, afraid of it. Like, yeah. that vulnerability piece of admitting sure. that you need help was incredibly daunting. And a business, to talk about business specifically, does not feel accessible to me. It never felt like an option for me as a woman. It didn't mm-hmm. feel like something that uh, I didn't see myself as someone who could do statistics or mathematics and being, like, strongly geared towards history and English. And I think anyone can have a business. If you're an educator, you can become a consultant. You can totally – you have to have those skills. It's Mm -hmm. so important to have them as a foundation no matter where you are. Right. It's, I think that um, we're definitely saying and pointing at everyone and saying, like, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this. Right. Like, let's get together and talk about how we can all do this, even if we're not, like, a 75-year-old white man in a business suit. <laughs> like, Legit. You have to. Hopefully those guys are retired. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Damn. <laughs> There are some There's some great ones out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you are in um, the School of Business. I am. Um, which is a brand new building. It is. It's very beautiful. It is. It is it's a really uh, cool space. Um, it's in like the entertainment district. Yeah. There's all kinds of development happening around you. It's it kind is. of in like this liminal space between. Wayne State and the downtown core, which is right. changing very much rapidly. rapidly. Yeah, they are Change. actually like building a building right next to I was going to say, us. what are they building right next to you? Um, so it's supposed to be, from what I saw, it's supposed to be like various business spaces. Like, oh. not, they're supposed to be, um, when they brought the, um, they announced the consulting group was coming, mm-hmm. um, they're supposed to be in there, I believe, as well as um, the, the bottom. Part of it is supposed to be like retail space, mm-hmm. like if you're walking along the sidewalk. Um, and then I think there's going to be another big business or two in there with the consulting group. Interesting. All I know is that that building is now blocking that beautiful view. I, know, I had it's such a beautiful view. <laughs> it was so great. I remember sending the picture to my parents and being like, "Look at my view!" And my dad was like, "Ooh, that's yeah. nice." And now <laughs> that building is there. You just, had a great view. I did. And yeah. now it's gone. <laughs> um, so what can students do um, to get more involved other than like your learning community like what are some other things that you would want students to know that they wouldn't 
maybe not what that they would necessarily know about business school or about Wayne State or you know what you do I would say one of the biggest things I see um, kind of from that that moment that you just spoke about you know sending students my way mm -hmm. I think one of the biggest things I would want students to know is that people sending students my way or even students hearing about the program or that other people can help it's from my perspective I don't want anyone to feel like in order to get the resources they need they have to join in prep sure like if someone's just like hey I'm interested in the business school and I just want to talk I think you sent a student over to me mm -hmm. that was just like I have questions about the business school come on open door policy um I recognize not only the the space I have as not being, you know, a, a full-time faculty here. Um, I am a full-time staff member. I, I do teach a lecture, which is phenomenal. I teach BA 1000 as well, and it's, it's so much fun to me. But my goal in both spaces of my DNI work as well as my lecturing work is to just be helpful. Mm -hmm. um, so if it means you're trying to get a connection with a business and you don't know where to go, I don't need you to have a membership in my program to ask. Sure. Um, if you're struggling with these classes, you know, I think we have a lot of times where, unfortunately, some of the, the resources that we need for academic greatness mm -hmm. are hidden or potentially just you know, inaccessible. inaccessible. You don't know where they are, if they are even there. And so sometimes students will do their own quick search or whatever and may not stumble upon it. And then they're like, okay, well, I'm going to go somewhere else and try to figure up. it out or yeah. give up. And it's like, there are many people in the School of Business and at Wayne State that are willing to just provide that support. Yeah. And I wish more students were just comfortable in asking because even if it's that the person doesn't know what I found out even being at Wayne State is that if you ask a person um, not everyone is going to have any answers or be willing to help you but there are so many here that are like you know what I'll help you or I don't know that answer but I know who probably does mm -hmm. and will help you connect those dots I just wish more students would ask questions. ask those questions yeah. Yeah, so much fear about asking dumb questions or looking dumb. Like, yeah, there is, there is none. Nobody knows. There's no real guidebook on how to do this. I think it was Latonia Garrett that said, one time she said to a student, and I must have heard her. She goes, "Everyone here works for you." Mm -hmm. She didn't say that. Everyone here works for you and is invested in making sure that you get to where you're going today. If I see someone confused on campus and they're looking at a map, I'll say, "Hey, can I?" help you yeah like, can I make this easier I know yeah. it's a little bit spread out yeah I was walking with a student of mine yesterday we were walking from the academic success center in the library to old Vane, where I was teaching FYS and they went I've never walked this way before <laughs> this is a shortcut they Aww. usually went all the way to like Cass Aww. and over it's there are things we can learn <laughs> every day little yeah. shortcuts and ways to make this easier yeah. for you because that stress level or that uh, suffering piece doesn't need to be a badge of honor. Yes. Right. Definitely not. I remember being that student who wouldn't ask questions. And so mm -hmm. I think that also just heightens my sensitivity to it now of like, yeah. just even 
probably oversensitive of watching a student go to write something and then being like, huh, and I'm like, what's up? Do you need help? What's good? Yeah. Do, you, do you need something? Yeah. And so it, it is, it's just making that space, just knowing that there are those spaces of like, just ask. Just ask. Just totally ask. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, okay. So... At the end, we always like to ask one very long question. I'm realizing how long it is. Every time people need pen and paper to write it down. So I'm going to give you pen and paper. Okay. Um, But you might not have to. I'm just saying. Okay. I feel like every time people are like, oh, no. Okay. Um, Okay. So here's the question. What are you watching? What are you listening to? What are you reading? And what are you doing for self-care? Okay. I am writing this down. Yeah, that's okay. Okay, so watching, Mm -hmm. listening, Mm -hmm. reading, reading, Mm -hmm. self care, self care. Mm -hmm. Okay. And there's no like, there's no boundaries on this question except for just like maybe you know there's no boundaries. No, I get that. Okay, I'll I'll knock out the first one. Okay, that's the easiest, which is reading. So. I am currently a doctoral student in the College okay. of Education, Ooh, so, so reading cute. for fun is not a thing. Okay. <laughs> I feel that. I feel that. I was just telling someone the other day, like, before I was in grad school, I was in a book club. I used to read for fun. And now I'm like, fun. I can't even watch Parasite yet because it's on subtitles and I can't handle it. I can't. Um, I will say what I started reading before I got into school mm-hmm. is The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. Okay. Um, so that is something that I hope to pick up when school stops telling me that I'm not supposed to be here. Is it, <laughs> is it a novel? You belong here. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, it's it's honestly one of these self-care type books, okay. um, but very much told in... The scenario of a story, um, fictional story. I'm pretty sure it's a fictional story until I get to the end of it, and then it might be like, <laughs> like by the way, the true is, story. This is real, and I'm be like, oh snap, really? <laughs> true story <laughs> told by months. <laughs> um, but it is very much uh, one of these books that kind of puts things into perspective. Cool. Of uh, especially in, I feel like America. I can't say for every culture, but I feel like in America we put so much emphasis on working so hard to get these things that show I work this hard sure and it's kind of addressing that so um, so far as I'm into it it's a good read so I would definitely suggest it I can't tell you how it ends but like one day (laughs) so far so good so far so good um listening to um so I just happened upon this instrumental type of a wave um of like if if hip-hop and techno and like coffee house music all had this random yes that is it lo-fi beats is my life right now like i'm in the process of studying i just closed on a house last week thank you so i am currently packing and like trying to just be and lo-fi beats is getting me through ambient (laughs) noise right now is i i don't understand who i am anymore i put on frequencies and i just vibe to like i put up the love frequency the healing frequency the like release it's all I do in my office. I don't listen. I mean, I listen to music. I've been trying to get back into some of my favorite bands because I've been just been on this ambient 
soundtrack kit. Yeah. yeah. It's nice. I live for it. I'm here for it. Yeah. Lo-Fi Beats has been yeah. on repeat yeah. so far. Cool. Um, I think right before that, though, it was Masego. Um, yeah, Masego's great. So... Uh, I am very much a music person, though. Um, I realize I'm getting older because now when I'm studying for school, I actually have to turn off my music, which I'm like, who is this person? Yeah. Where, where did you come from? In I the used to only listen to music when right? I studied. I was that person, and now I'm like, I can't think. Turn it off. <laughs> I can't even listen to music when I'm working. Like, this oh. much time to retain, so yeah. you have to make the most of it. Yeah. Like, where's... We, I mean, we were all students that were questionable and... I was extremely yes. questionable. Yes. <laughs> yes. Doing all types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, watching. So, goodness, what am I watching? Um, I have forensic files on repeat because there's like yes. nine series of them. Yes. <laughs> they're revamping it. Did you Are know they? they're coming out with a new oh, forensic files? Nice. Yes. 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 Shout out to forensic files. Yes. It will be the same narrator. Oh. Sadly he passed away. Oh RIP. RIP. They're rebooting forensic files. Yes. I am there for that. So it rotates between forensic files, um sounds not really weird, but I have like study movies or like work movies because I am We'll talk about the self-care part, but I am notorious for not practicing what I preach and Mm -hmm. actually going home and working because I'm like, it's for my students. Let me just get all of this in. And so I have movies that I put on that do not distract me. Mm -hmm. Um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh my gosh. That is very So unexpected. I didn't expect that. I'm delighted by that. So I literally (laughs) rotate. I will finish. Wait, the cartoon one or, I mean like the... 25-minute one or the yeah. full Jim Carrey? Good question. So it goes through. I, I don't have access to the full 25-minute one. So okay. what it is is the Jim Carrey one. And okay. on Netflix, the new one by, like, oh, DreamWorks is on, yeah. too. So, like, I I'm literally go back one. between the two. I'm not mad about that. <laughs> and forensic files in the Nice. That is very interesting. But the one I did that I just finished yesterday, and um, so now this adds to my list of what I'm waiting for, my my show of shows on Netflix where I'm like, oh my gosh, season's back, I'm not walking out this house, you can miss me this weekend, yeah. is Grace and Frankie. Oh my oh, god, I love Grace, Grace and Frankie. Frankie. I love it. And then yesterday, I'm so behind with the times, but I just finished Shit's Creek. Um, and I really like that too. I love it. Yeah, so yeah. I'm waiting for both of those. I'm not gonna lie, Shit's Creek was really hard for me. Was it? I couldn't get, but I don't like The Office. I know. I, I, I don't either. A bad word I don't either. I'll, I'll okay, stand by yeah. you. I do not like The Office. So Shit's oh, Creek reminds me. I know. <laughs> Sorry. Everybody loves The Office. I hate The Office. The Office is my background. I don't get it. Just put back. But it's actually going back and rewatching because I go I go back and rewatch it all the time. Okay. There's a lot of cringy, a lot of things <laughs> that did not age well. Like a lot that needs to be cleaned up. Like there's a lot to talk about on that show that you could not redo yeah. today 100%. Yeah. Um Shit's Creek though. The amazing yeah. Kevin O'Hara is a goddess and mm-hmm. she's incredible. Dan Levy. I grew up watching Dan Levy on uh like our version of MTV in Canada. Okay. Mm. And he I knew his dad, like I knew what's his name? Eugene Levy. Okay. Growing up and then I'm so glad that they've done this show because yeah. it's just delightful. All I'm just waiting for is is Netflix to catch on and just add Living Single. I've been and waiting on that too. Yeah. And if they add all of Living Single like um mm-hmm. 
That's it's it. a wrap. I'm like I'm done. Work. I'm, I'm not. Just my sick time. Listen, I'm I'm claiming something that I have, and I'm <laughs> yeah. working from home. Like nope, Seriously. contagious. I'm sitting right here. Um, yeah. Because living single is like all time. Yeah. Just living single is a jam. Heart. It is. It is there. Um, but and then self care. Um, so <laughs> I should you do better. <laughs> I, I watch the Grinch. <laughs> um, I should do better. But um, my time to myself. Um, I go to the gym. I do yoga. Um, Ultimately, every day I have a rule that I have to disconnect for at least an hour. And usually what that looks like, it could be very well watching TV, um, but I always sit with my dog. He's always with me. Um, I have a red-nosed pit mix named Macchiato. He is is my world. He is a little old man now. He's getting um, slowing down, you know. And I'm, like, all in his face. I'm like, don't you want your ball? I know you want your ball. Come on, let's play the ball. Come on. I'll chase you. All right, come on. Let's run around. Um, So, Mac is a cuddle bug. He will sleep literally 23 out of 24 hours. Um, But when I come home, he gets an hour of my time. And that is be it cuddles, be it walks, be it mm-hmm. whatever. Um, that is what I ultimately try to do with self-care. Yes. Even if it's like Pinterest is my... I don't have social media. I only have LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pinterest is my... Pinterest. It's my, my whole thing. And now that I'm trying to decorate this house, I'm like, just stop touching it. Yeah. I'm going to have a whole waterfall wall with like living <laughs> succulents and all these things hanging. And I'm like, I don't okay. even know what a stud is in the wall to hang something. Yeah. <laughs> It all comes falling down at one moment because it's not in the right way. Now it's a living on the floor. It's just there. (laughs) Yeah, those are the the practices of me. Cool. Beautiful. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. A show. I don't remember what it was called with that. But it is a show, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. yeah, I think I all oftentimes rethink what I say. Every it's time cool. I say it, I'm like, oh no, that's recording. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks so much for being here. Absolutely. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah. Frankie, do you have any updates or anything you want to talk about? I don't. Okay. Um, be safe at spring break if yep. I don't see you before then, because spring break is coming very, very quickly. Yes. Keep studying. Go to tutoring. Go to SI. Get your help now. Now's the time to turn it all around. We always say this midpoint in the semester. Halfway mm-hmm. there. Yep. Do what you got to do to finish strong, because mm-hmm. it's going to be here before you know it, and we don't want you to stress. For real. Um, next week. Yes, it is next week. Next week um, is sex week, so what's up? We'll be here. Um, doing some testing, so get tested before spring break, mm-hmm. um, which is a great idea. Um, and they'll also be handing out free safe sex things, so please Very partake. Um, and then there will also be a presentation done in um, AWD North on the 4th at 5 o'clock. <laughs> that rhymed. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to do it. If you have more questions, you can just uh, shoot us a message on Instagram or send me an email. Um, yeah, I'm super pumped for spring break, and I guess we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye.